You're listening to the Conscious Moon Podcast. I'm your host, Kiera. This podcast is designed to enlighten, inspire, and make you think. Join the journey with me as I explore topics that help us all understand the meaning of life and purpose while uncovering the tools to master our highest self. Hey guys, and what's up? And welcome back for another episode of Conscious Moon. Today's episode is episode number five. And I'm going to be discussing with you how to work with the new moon and how to work with the moon's energy in general. So I'm going to be taking you through each phase of the moon and how you want to align your intentions, goals with the moon and the phase that it's in to help you manifest your goals. So a lot of people aren't familiar that you can actually use that energy. So we're going to dive into the mysteries behind the moon the correlation between the moon and the female body. We're going to go through each phase and what to do and what not to do during certain phases. So you're going to want to listen to this episode. I'm so excited to be sharing this information with you guys and helping you all reach your goals. 2020 has just been a crazy year, so I'm pretty sure this would be something that you all can benefit from. So we're going to get right into it. Before we get into the moon's energy, I do want to discuss a universal law with you. So I'm going to go over the hermetic principle as above, so below. So one thing to know about the universe is that there are universal laws that conduct business. They give you an idea of how the universe works and they've been passed down in kind of secrecy. But it being the 21st century, being 2020, a lot of things that were once hidden are now being brought to center. So one of them is as above, so below. And basically what that means is that a lot of what happens in the heavens or what happens in the external world influences our world. So one of those things being the planets. So the moon has already been proven to have a direct relationship with us. If you look at the moon in correlation to the water and tides, you know that the gravitational pull of the moon during certain phases is what gives the ocean higher tides and low tides. So the water of the ocean is influenced by the moon's phases. Humans, we are made up of more than 70% water. So the moon is going to have a direct impact on us as well. This is also where the correlation between a woman's menstrual cycle and the moon come in place because you're dealing with the flow of fluids when you're talking about your menstrual cycle. It's been proven or shown that majority of women, not all, some women's menstrual cycle might be synced with the full moon, but a good deal of women have their menstrual cycle synced with the new moon. Some people are in between. If you're on birth control or any of these synthetic substances, then your cycle may not be in sync with the moon at all. It is good to have your body synced with nature in general, I feel like. That's just my personal opinion. So just understanding that the external planets influence us as humans. So the moon is important, and historically it's been important. The moon is often associated with the mother goddess Isis in Egyptian times. You'll see her with the sun disk and the two horns. And that is basically an association with the divine feminine, which is also associated with the moon. And also talking about birth, life, and death. Each time the moon goes through the 12 zodiac signs, it is going through a period of birth, renewal, 
just kind of hanging out in the middle and then death releasing. So there have been a lot of associations with the moon and just divine feminine energy, the female in general, and then its relation with the human body. Understanding the moon cycle is going to help you understand and connect with the cycles of nature. And the moon plays a huge part on our subconscious mind as well as our emotional state during these cycles. The term lunatic, that comes from the association with the moon and our emotional response. So during a full moon, you have a heightened sense of energy. And so around that time, things can seem a little out of whack for some people. The moon cycles through the zodiac, the 12 signs, every 28 days. Sometimes it takes longer. Before it leaves the zodiac, goes through a period of waxing and waning. So the wax is associated with developing and building up while your waning cycles are going to be all about releasing. So again, if you understand the menstrual cycles and the correlation between the moon, you also know that women's menstrual cycles come about every 28 days. Some people are longer, maybe every 32 days. I'll probably do another episode on the women's menstrual cycle in association with the moon, things like that, because that's also very important. But back to the moon and 3D, it's just very easy to forget that we are a part of nature. And when you're in a state of constant moving from one task to the next and you're not really in the flow of nature and how things are, you can start to feel detached. If you're going to work with the moon, I highly recommend you at least fill out how it feels during each phase. So keeping a journal and documenting like your emotions during each cycle of the moon and also keeping an app so that you can keep track of the moon cycles. There's so many moon apps out there. My app that I use is called Literally the Moon. And basically it highlights each phase that the moon is in. It's like a calendar. And then it also tells you what zodiac sign that it's in currently because that's going to be important as you really dive into working with the moon's energy because based off the zodiac sign that the moon is in it's going to give you the flavor of the moon and what's going on during that period of time and basically based off that flavor you can know how to work with the moon even more but that would make this podcast episode extra long I could probably do a part two about that but right now we're just going to focus on the phases So the first phase that I want to start with is the new moon. And a lot of people who are just starting off of working with the moon may only work with the new moon and the full moon and that's it. That's fine. But you just want to make sure that most importantly that you're doing the work. The moon is a great time to set your intentions and um, really think about what you want for yourself. But it isn't a time for you to just make a wish and then walk away from that without doing any work doesn't work like that. The new moon is all about intention setting, allowing your new ideas to form and really listening to your intuition. This is a time of new beginnings and opportunities to start fresh. And if you look at the moon during a new moon phase, it's like a clean slate. It's completely black and may have like a little external ring around it. But this is a time for wishful thinking, but also make sure that you are ready to do the work. That's important. So during new moons, I usually like to create a sacred space. So I like to have soothing music. I usually take a nice bath with salts in them. I light my candles. I meditate. I really get into a clear mind and I make sure I have my journal. 
Now, with my journal writing, when you're working with the new moon, it's important to know that you can't set intentions for other people. So when you're working with the moon's energy, this is all about you. And if you are setting intentions involving another person, it's likely not going to work. So if you're setting intention like, I want this person to fall in love with me, or I want to be this with this person, that's not how this works. This is strictly focused on you. And that's how you're able to work with the energy. It's not going to work if you're involving other people or setting out intentions for other people. So I usually like to create a sacred space. Some people do set up altars. I haven't got to that point yet, but there's nothing wrong with that. I usually just find a quiet place in my house to really write down my intentions and really think about it. And if it sparks you emotionally, those are going to be your intentions that you want to set because any intention that you set that has an emotional attachment to it is going to help bring that wish into fruition. So that's important too. Also, writing with a pen or a marker because it gives it that permanent essence. That's important. Typing up your intentions is not going to have the same impact as writing. Writing, I don't know what it is, but it helps to bring your goals into fruition a lot faster than you typing them on your phone. Now, if you just can't get to writing down and you have to type them in, that's fine too, but you're likely going to see more of a positive result if you're writing those things down. So getting your sacred space, clear your mind, meditate, give yourself time to be alone and really think about what you want to set for yourself. And again, if it has an emotional attachment, write it down. So also saying your intentions out loud is really helpful For me, I don't like to say my intentions out loud just specifically because I feel like sometimes my brain gets tricked by me speaking things out loud as if they're already done. So I like to write them down rather than just saying them out loud. If your intention settings are dealing with like affirmations and you're like affirming things, then it'd probably be better to say out loud. But if you're like, you know, setting your intentions and they're more like kind of like goal related, then I would probably not. There is a difference between intentions and goals. I also want to throw that out there. And we are specifically really talking about intention setting, but you can write your goals in a way that's more like intention setting. So once we move from the new moon, the moon then goes into a waxing crescent moon And that takes about three and a half to seven days after the new moon. And this is all about keeping your faith and having courage and getting excited about your ideas. So it just depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I write my intentions and I don't look back at them. And then other times it is a good idea to look at them because it sparks emotion. Again, emotion and attention setting and working with the moon is important. It's going to help manifest those intentions. So reciting your intentions during this time, if that's your thing, visualizing and then strategizing. This is a period of time where you want to strategize how you're going to make this thing happen. So if the project that you're trying to bring into fruition, this is a perfect time to begin thinking about it, getting excited about it, visualizing actually happening, and then strategizing how you're going to do it. The first quarter moon comes after that, and this is when the sun and the moon are at a 90 degree angle. 
So it takes about a week to 10 days after the new moon. And this is like the developing stages. So the moon is building up to the full moon. So you as well are going to slowly build up to your whatever you're trying to bring into fruition. So this is the time of commitment. This is the time to pay attention what emotions show up at this time. Just to go back real quick with the new moon and setting intentions, if something doesn't feel right when you're writing it down, like, you know, you say you want to do something, but it just doesn't feel right. Do not write it down. Listen to your intuition, listen to your highest self and really tap into that energy and really write down things that resonate and feel good. Don't write something that you want, maybe the ego wants that does not feel right. But anyways, back to this, this is a time to pay attention to whatever emotions show up and really assess and release. Now, after that comes the gibbous moon. And this is a time period of 10 and a half days to two weeks after the new moon. This is a period where you want to review your plans, edit, and revise, and just make sure not to give up. So after that is the full moon. And the full moon is another thing people like to work with if it's not the new moon. Some people strictly only work with the new moon and the full moon, and that's fine too. But the full moon comes usually about 18 days after a new moon. It's not always 18 days, um, but it does change. It does fluctuate. This is the time now where you should be celebrating your progress. This is the climax period. This is a period that can bring a lot of emotion. It's a good time to do a lot of inner work and healing. And this is when the moon is completely illuminated and reaches its full expression. So this is the harvest period. This is the time where you can really celebrate your progress. So the gibbous moon, you're sharing and reflecting. The full moon is a celebration period. And you're just really using this time to release any negative energy that no longer serves you, especially when you're talking about the law of attraction. The full moon is the climax period, brings up a lot of feelings and emotion. This is where the term lunatic comes from because, like I said, things are a little out of whack. So full moons, this is the time for healing. So you want to do your full moon baths. You want to do anything to release any negative energy that may have come up during this 28-day period. You want to forgive those who have wronged you. And you really want to use this period as a period to show gratitude and make sure that you say thank you out loud. Make sure that you are forgiving people and that you are letting go. One thing about working with the moon's energy and trying to manifest anything is that you can have blocks. I did an episode where I talked about the root chakra and how blocks energy can block your blessings. And the same thing applies if you are harboring onto anything negative, whether working with the moon's energy or anything else, it's going to be harder for you to really manifest abundance because you're holding on to that low frequency. So the full moon is a perfect time to do that inner work, assess, forgive, and show gratitude. You can do gratitude rituals where you are saying out loud what you're grateful for. You can write down a list of people who have wronged you, what it is that they did, and say, I forgive you after writing down each thing. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive this situation and letting it go. A lot of times people do their burning bowl ceremonies around this time where they're letting go. They're burning the paper. They're writing down what they feel and then releasing it. So this is going to allow energy to flow. This is the yang period. So this is a great time to finish up any loose ends. Now we're moving back to the waning period. So now we have the waning gibbous. 
And this is the perfect time. Waning periods are great for really bringing something to an end so that you can move on to the new moon and a new beginning. So you can set intentions at this time as well, but they're going to be focused on you ridding something or you taking action that's ridding something in your life. So for example, losing weight, kicking a bad habit, decreasing your debt around this time is going to be good or setting the intention to release negative energy, cleaning your space of negative energy around this time, introspection, taking time for yourself, Things like that are going to be good during the waning period, and it's essential to consider what you need to release during this phase. Reflect on what's blocking you. Embrace the ease and let go. So you're still in that let go period. After you've celebrated during the full moon, you've done your ritual, your full moon bath, and things like that, the period after is really going to be about actually letting go. So if you're working on a project during this time, The full moon is celebration of your progress. And then the waning gibbous is going to be a period where you assess, hey, what worked, what didn't? Okay, well, I'm going to let go of that. And I'm going to make room for things that do work. The third quarter moon comes after that. And this is, again, a think and release period. Release what no longer serves you so that you can make room for what does. And this honestly is a period where you don't really have to do anything This is a period where nothing is really necessary, but this can also be a time where you go within yourself and you listen intently for guidance and direction. And then after that is the waning crescent. So this is when the moon looks like the letter C. And this is the final phase of the entire moon cycle. So it it occurs right before the new moon starts again. And so this is another great time to reread your moon intentions and evaluate what worked and what didn't and consider how you want to reorganize or how you want to regroup or what new intentions you may want to set when the new moon comes again. I will also like to include real quick that when you're working with the moon, you want to be aware of a period called the void of course. If you're working with a moon app, it should tell you when there is a void of course. But usually during the void of course, you don't want to do anything when it comes to intention setting. What happens during the void of course is it can last a few seconds, minutes, or it can last up to even like days. And it begins when the moon in transit makes its last major aspect before moving into a new sign. So like I said, the moon goes through all 12 signs in a 28-day period. It's important to note that before it leaves a sign and moves into another one, if it's not making a major aspect, then it is in a void, of course. So it ends when the moon actually enters the next sign. Also want to throw out there a fun tip is that each day of the week, guys, gives honor to a certain planet. And this is a historical thing. You can't really see it in the English language, but if you understand French or some other language, you'll probably be able to catch on. So Monday in French is lundi, and it's known as lunar day, moon day, and it's associated with the moon. So this is a period, too, where you can really honor the moon and be receptive to the flow, reflect, meditate, channel anything dealing with the divine feminine. And this is for men, too. Men can use this period of time to channel into their divine feminine because everyone has divine masculine and divine feminine within them. So that's important. So anything like yin yoga, 
cooking around this time would be good, things like that. That's how you're going to honor the moon. So that pretty much sums up how you want to do it. And so after the waning crescent goes back to the new moon. So then you would just repeat the cycle over. And then to add on to this, I think I mentioned before, knowing the zodiac sign that it's in and how that energy is manifested, each zodiac sign gives the moon a different flavor. So understanding like the things that are associated with that flavor can also help you too. That pretty much sums up how to work with the moon's energy, whether it's intention setting, whatever you plan on doing, whether it's just, you know, you want your day-to-day to be in sync with nature. So maybe you want to use the new moon as a period to go, go, go and start things. And maybe you want to use the full moon to celebrate or go out um, during the night and have fun with friends. That's fine, too, because, again, the whole thing about humans is really getting back in tune with nature and working with that energy. Because when we're in this 3D world and when we're in this reality, the way things have been set up, it can literally make you detached and really make you have no idea of how connected we are to nature. It really can leave you disconnected and out of sync. I truly believe being out of sync with nature is the major downfall for the human And it's important that we get back to that. So I hope you guys utilize this information. And if you work with the new moon energy or if you work with the moon cycles, let me know how it goes for you. I'm very curious to see who does this and who doesn't. It's also important to know that like if you have a intention that is going to take a little bit of time, then obviously it's not going to work in the 28-day cycle. But that does not mean that it's going to not work neither. So using the moon's energy and repeating cycles and doing this over and over is going to help manifest your goal or whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. So yeah, find your safe space, find your sacred area, clear out your area with, you know, burning sage or palo santo or anything like that and just really like tune in and get back in sync with nature. I am definitely going to have to do an episode with the moon cycle and the menstrual cycle because I touched on it a little bit in this episode, but I'm pretty sure some people are probably curious to know more. And I also think that's like very important to be able to moon sync your menstrual cycle. So yeah, we can probably dive into that in another episode, but If you like this episode, if you like this podcast, be sure to review and I'll see you guys in my next episode. Bye.